What is a pillar of a community and what makes a person a pillar in the community? So I kind of want to open it up to the audience and to you guys if you want to share what your ideas are, what makes someone a pillar in their community? I can go. <laughs> it could be anyone. <laughs> um, why don't you, I'll jump in. You go first. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, I believe a pillar in the community, really somebody that is able to engage with others and that, you know, starts paying attention. Doesn't have to be at it for everything, but that starts to see Hoboken and Jersey City, the places where they live, they see it as their home. When you see a place as your home, you start, you start caring for it, you start uh, asking questions. I think asking questions, that's why I love this format is, you know, because the more questions you ask, the more interested you become. Uh, that's what I, when I talk with my wife, with Winnie, uh, she loves it when I start, you know, telling her different things about what's happening locally. She's like, oh man, that's like the best gossip that there is. <laughs> because it's so interesting, the, all the intricacies and the different relationships that happen in the community. But, but in that interest, we end up being better because there's that bit of a pushback that things don't have to be a certain way. That the, in any setting that we are at, you know, that by pushing the envelope forward, by seeing it, seeing it in a different lens, that helps us all become better. I think a pillar in the community is not just one person. I see it kind of like when you go to the waterfront and you see those old uh, pillars at, on, on the river, right? You need all of that in order to make a pier. And I think that's the good way to see a community. We need all those pillars in order to make, uh, make it a community. Also, I just want to say it was a very thought-provoking conversation, and I really appreciate a lot of your perspectives. So thank you for bringing yeah, that thanks. here for us. Um, I kind of I want to start with um, this idea of the pillar of a community. You mentioned it briefly in the beginning. Like, what is a pillar of a community, and what makes a person a pillar in the community? So I kind of want to open it up to... The audience and to you guys if you want to share what your ideas are what makes someone a pillar in their community <laughs> i can go it could be anyone um why don't you i'll jump in you go first <laughs> sounds good uh believe a pillar in the community really somebody that is able to engage with others and that you know starts paying attention doesn't have to be at it for everything but that starts to see Hoboken and Jersey City the places where they live they see it as their home when you see a place as your home you start, you start caring for it you start uh, asking questions. I think asking questions, that's why I love this format is, you know, because the more questions you ask, the more interested you become. Uh, that's what I, when I talk with my wife, with Winnie, uh, she loves it when I start, 
you know, telling her different things about what's happening locally. She's like, oh man, that's like the best gossip that there is. <laughs> because it's so interesting, the, all the intricacies and the different relationships that happen in the community. But, but in that interest, we end up being better because there's that bit of a pushback that things don't have to be a certain way, that the, in any setting that we are at, you know, that by pushing the envelope forward, by seeing it, seeing it in a different lens, that helps us all become better. I think a pillar in the community is not just one person. I see it kind of like when you go to the waterfront and you see those old uh, pillars at, on, on the river, right? You need all of that in order to make a pier. And I think that's the good way to see a community. We need all of those pillars in order to make, uh, make it a community. And I think Asking the questions is an important part, but it's also the listening piece and hearing what people have to say and then sharing that information with others because it's the sharing that builds the foundation of the community and starts creating new ideas and brings about change. So maybe the, the pillar of the community is the people or person who's the conduit, the listener and the conduit mm. of ideas, um, kind of brings everybody together. Does anyone else from the audience want to share any ideas? Anything? Sure, I think. I, I think what you both said was really good, but I would also add that it's someone who freely gives their time, gives their energy to the community, not, not because they have to, but because they want to, because mm. they love their community. Um, right, we all have our day jobs, got to pay the rent, got to pay the taxes, whatever the case may be. Um, but what you do in your spare time is up to you. And if you're giving, if you're giving your time, your energy to your community, I think that shows that shows how much you care and how much you are investing in your home, in in your community. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I agree, and I think that that kind of leads into my next question, which is about you know we talked about or you guys talked about how St. Matthew's, the lunchtime ministry is this haven, this space in town. And I go there weekly too, and I know what that so feeling special. is. It's so special and it's, you, I almost can't, you described it perfectly because I could never describe the feeling of going there and seeing how welcoming it is and how there's so many different people there, but there's no questions. There's no questions asked and everyone's allowed to be themselves there. Um, I'm wonder, and you said you wish there was more spaces, you know, for the community like that. Similar, like an art place, a place for art studios and welcoming environments. What do you think are actionable steps as individuals, as residents, as community members that we can take to help create more spaces? Talk to the mayor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> talk to the mayor. Talk to Nora De Benedetto. Mm -hmm. Talk to your council members. Mm -hmm. um, can't write letters to the editor anymore, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, 
Talk to your neighbors. Talk to everyone you know about the need for these kinds of spaces, and eventually they will happen. The more people who, who know that there's a need for this, the sooner it will happen. Go to meetings if you can. It's hard to go to all the meetings. Um, but anytime there's a, a community discussion about any space that's available in town, the city just bought the Jubilee Center. What's that space going to be used for? Go and state your need for an art, community art space or whatever you think it should be there. You want a swimming pool? Go and talk about having a swimming pool put there. Um, you've got to be heard. I agree. I'll pass the mic. <laughs> And um, there, there's also important broader context there. And Liz, you've been part of this too. You were co-founder of an artist cooperative in, in yes. Hoboken that was active for a long time. We've lost- it lasted 12 years. Yeah, I mean, we've lost space. The Shembord right. burned down. Yes. Artists and artisans were there. There's threat, there's threat to Newman Leather. Um, so the the- the cultural vitality of the town is dying. Has, has decreased significantly in, what, 10 years, 20 years? Uh, so I, I, I think that that's an, also an important context to, to bring up to officials to say, wait a minute, this is happening right before our eyes. This, and if we don't have artists and artisans here, how will we have a culturally vibrant town? So that, so this, you know, the and not just culturally, economically. Uh, that, yes. You, if yes. without arts, this city will die. Mm -hmm. Because wherever there's arts, you're going to have restaurants. You're going to have all kinds of other things that make money. Uh, going off of that, um, Peggy McGeary. Ah. She was an artist in Hoboken, Yes, but her studio was in Union City. Mm -hmm. That's where she would take a bike to go down there. Not having those spaces for her to do that kind of work here in for Hoboken. For years she had a studio in Hoboken, but was pushed out because the prices went so high. Yep. Yeah. Had to move to Union City and that we know how that ended for her, very tragically. For, for people who don't know, she was riding her bike every, every day to go there. And um, she, uh, on Patterson Plank Road, which is a county road, that's where she passed away by getting hit uh, on the street. So um, talk about the different repercussions sad. of those decisions, of the lack of art space in, in Hoboken the lack of street safety and safe street design on county roads. Um, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's real, the threat is real. I no longer have a studio in Hoboken. It's cheaper for me to have a studio in Jersey City. I'm at Manic Contemporary. I have to drive to my studio. Mm -hmm. I hate that. And I do a lot less work because I have to find time to get in my car to go over there. I have to have enough time to spend like a whole day over there because I'm not going to get in my car for an hour. It doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, um, the very people who made this city what it is today are also being forced out. 
Now, I have uh, my question is earlier on, uh, you mentioned that a lot of people are just unaware of so many developments going on, not just in Hoboken and Jerry City, but the surrounding areas in the county. Um, where are some places that a citizen, average citizen can get this information regularly? Uh, you can go to Food and Water Watch website. Uh, you can go, we have a website for Don't Gas the Meadowlands. Empower New Jersey website has a lot of information. The Ironbound Community Corporation has a website where you can get information about the Passaic Valley Sewerage Commission's uh, power plant. So there are lots of places where you can get information about all of these horrible frack gas uh, proposals that are before the state. And Governor Murphy, there are seven frack gas power proposed uh, things in the state that Governor Murphy refuses to speak out against. And he's our green governor. I worked hard to get him elected because he had a green platform. And he's mute, absolutely mute, on all these issues. Except the New Jersey Turnpike, which she's in favor of. And that has a website too, turnpiketrap.org. Yes, turnpiketrap.org. Okay, thank you. Yep. Um, Food and Water Watch yes. is the main one I would recommend for people to go to, and the Iron Band Community Corporation and Empower New Jersey. Those are the best websites. Thank you for asking that question, Chris. Thank you. I should have mentioned those. Does anyone else have any other questions they'd like to ask or any thoughts that were thought up, different ideas for them? I think we're good. There is a big action in New Brunswick this Friday, uh, starting at 11 a.m. So if you are involved in fighting for environmental justice, please come. Um, if you want further information about it. I'll post it. Ron will post it. <laughs> okay. I will send you all the details. Please do. I'll put it out there. Thank you so much, Liz, and my thank pleasure. You so much for thank attending. you for giving me this opportunity to voice my opinions. Thank you. We got to keep fighting. That's what we're here for. Thank you. And you got to win. You okay, let's go get warm. Yes. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.